Hello friends, I am your humble host here on the Sounds Like Radio program. We are so pleased to have you along for another great little show we're going to do with some nice music and an episode of The Great Gildersleeve. Oh, some really nice music too. You know, uh, recently I've been playing you stereo versions of classic songs put out by Teresa Brewer and the Ink Spots and the Vaughn Monroe. Yeah, the Vaughn Monroe. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, we've been listening to some stereo versions of these great hits, and I figured, hey, I, I, got, I can't slight the Andrews sisters. We gotta hear a stereo version, yeah, of one of their big hits. And today, Gildersleeve, well, this is kind of good because today, Gildersleeve is trying out for the leading singing role in the Summerfield Festival. In fact, Gildersleeve thinks he's got it made in the shade. He thinks he's the best singer of all. He thinks he's just going to walk right in, do his little singing audition and get it. But no, Gildersleeve has a little surprise. Just like the Andrews sisters, they've got a little surprise for Gildersleeve when they ask him to do the rum boogie. Ooh. 
the girls. The girls were going crazy with that song. Rum Boogie, the Andrews Sisters, one that neat song. The Andrews Sisters' Greatest Hits in Stereo is the name of the album. And uh, I like that song. The Rum Boogie, the stereo edition of Rum Boogie from the Andrews Sisters. Wow. But I think it wouldn't be a wise idea for Gildersleeve to try to sing that song. Mm-mm. No, it's just not in Gildersleeve's style. I think if you're going to try out for a part in the Summerfield Festival and you want to be a singer, you ought to pick something that's fairly easy to sing. You know, especially if you're not regularly a singer like Gildersleeve. I think a great song that he should sing would be one of the ones I like to sing on my own, and that's Home on the Range. Yeah, that'd be a great song to hear Gildersleeve try to sing. And we, well... Huh? Yeah. We. You want to hear Roy Rogers do it? You don't want to hear Gildersleeve? I don't blame you. I want to hear Roy Rogers, too. Here is the great Roy Rogers. He's not eating a hamburger right now, but he is going to sing Home on the Range. Uh, sing it, Roy. We're ready. Home, home on the range Where the deer At night, when the heavens are bright With the light from the glittering stars Have I stood there amazed And asked as I gazed If their glory exceeds that of ours Oh man was pressed from this part of the west tis unlikely he'll ever return to the banks of red river where seldom if ever their flickering campfires burn That was nice. Roy Rogers, Home on the Range. Sing along there with the Sons of the Pioneers. Yeah. Yeah. You never know what you're going to hear on Sounds Like Radio, do you? 
But I do know one thing. It's always got to be a great song. A great song like Dinah Washington has in store for you. Here is the wonderful Dinah Washington, and you're going to like this. Here is Dinah to sing, Let Me Be the First to Know. <laughs> Dinah, you know, she's curious, and she's anxious to know. She wants to be the first. Yeah, yo, so do I. Here's Dinah Washington. Like one more time, if I love ever a gross cold. And this new thrill somehow grows old. us is no more don't tell our friends baby let me be the first to know when you no longer care when my dreams you no longer share ah, tell me before it starts to show Just let me be the first to know You love me now I feel kinda sure mm-hmm. Kinda sure somehow But in this game of romance An everyday thing And my voice becomes just a busy ring Let me put on my disguise Before you go break my heart But leave my pride I said please Please That's a big finish for Dinah. Dinah Washington wants to be the first to know. Not the second, the first to know. The great Dinah Washington there on Sounds Like Radio. Now we've got a a bonus song for you. Yeah, just before the great Gildersleeve. We're going to bring on three guys, uh, two guys actually, and a great girl. (laughs) Yeah, Bob Hope, our house singer, and... Peggy Lee, Bob Hope, Bing Crosby, Peggy Lee here to sing. Well, they're going to sing a song about how Gildersleeve, he, what he's going to feel like he's on when he goes to audition for that lead singing role in that Summerfield Festival. He's going to feel like he's on a merry-go-runaround because well, things ain't going to go the way he wants. Here are Bob Hope, Peggy Lee, and Bing Crosby and the merry-go-runaround. I love you, Bob. I love you, Bing my poor heart's in a real wing-ding. Isn't love the craziest thing? You won't say yes and you won't say no. You let my poor heart pound. 
but just smile at me and around I go on a merry-go-run around. But Bing, what about Bob? You build me up till the sky seems low, then plop, I hit the ground. But you hold my hand and around I go on the merry-go-run around. But Bob, what about Bing? When a friend says to me, when did you find a friend? Where the heck are you bound? I could suggest a few places you wouldn't dare. What the deuce can you say? Just around and around and around. I won't say leave and I won't say woe. You gotta get yourselves unwound. But you kiss us once and around we go on the merry-go-round around. My heart is singing, here's what it's singing. I love you, Bob. I love you, Bing. the ground baby let's hold hands and around we'll go on the merry-go-run around and so my friend runs away i just ambled off and with the girl that i found now wait a minute what the deuce could i say cause we're all going round and around you won't say leave and you won't say whoa i've tried to get unwound But you kiss me once and around I go On a merry-go-round A merry-go-round A merry-go-round around With you Oh my, that's nice, isn't it? Bob Hope, Bing Crosby, and, and our music is not playing. Why do I always have this problem? Ah, there it is. I tell you, one of these days, one of these days, that engineer, he's going to be fired on the spot. I'm just going to tell him to get out. He's going to stop. In fact, I'm going to do it right now. Mr. Engineer, you're fired. You're just fired. Get out. Look at that. He just left. And he turned off my music. I guess he tried to get even with me just then. Mr. Mr. Engineer, come on back. Yeah. Start that music again. You're forgiven. Yeah. For the money I pay him, I guess I can't blame him for not being perfect. Yeah. Hey, that was uh, Bing Crosby, Bob Ho, Peggy Lee, and the Merry Go Run Around. Let's now get to the Great Gildersleeve today's show from November 15th, 1950. Let's listen now to the Great Gildersleeve here on Sounds Like Radio. The Kraft Foods Company presents Willard Waterman as the Great Gildersleeve. The Great Gildersleeve is brought to you by the Kraft Foods Company, makers of the wonderful new Kraft Deluxe Slices, those perfect slices of extra mellow-tasting pasteurized processed cheese. When you shop tomorrow, look in your grocer's dairy case for those neat square packages marked Kraft Deluxe Slices. 
see what's doing at the great Gildersleeve's house this morning. Little Leroy is just knocking on his uncle's door, and by the tone of his voice, he's trying to get out of something. Unc! Yes, Leroy? Come in. Thanks, Unc. I don't have to be in the Summerfield Centennial, do I? Yes, my boy. They're auditioning all the school kids for the pageant. They want me to be a singing Indian. A singing Indian? Well, Leroy, I think you'd make a fine Indian. Are you kidding? I don't have to sing, do I, Unc? Do I? No, Leroy, why not? I'd just be wasting their time and my time. No, you wouldn't, my boy. You don't think so? By the moon of the sky, blue waters. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You'd be wasting your time. <laughs> Keen, I don't have to do it, huh, Well, I think you should offer to be in it. You can't carry a tune, but you might carry a hatchet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't want to be in the old pageant. Now, Leroy, this centennial is going to be quite a thing. There's an article here in the newspaper about the pageant. Pageant's magic. Here, listen to this. The city is agog over the approaching celebration. It was 100 years ago that Captain Otto K. Summer planted the barrel of his trusty squirrel gun in our soil and said, I dub thee Summerfield. Oh, brother. My teacher says they're even going to have a guy out there dressed like Captain Summer singing. Yes, I'll have to have somebody impersonate him. That'll be the leading role. Say, let me read this again. Squirrel gun, I suppose. Auditions are being held at... Well, excuse me, Leroy, I have to go. Where are you going? Captain Otto K. Summer is going to the audition. In the land of the sky, blue water. What a character. Well, I didn't do badly on the audition. Nice fellow, that pageant producer. I could tell I impressed him, too. He smiled when I hit that high note. Me, 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 me. Gildersleeve, you're dynamite. <laughs> yeah, sure, he'll pick me for the title role. I think I'll stop in the barbershop and let Floyd meet Captain Otto K. Summer. Well, if it ain't the water, Commissioner. Hello, Floyd. Hop right up in the chair, Commissioner. Well, I don't need anything, Floyd. Just thought you'd like to know I'm singing in the Summerfield Centennial. You don't say. What you gonna sing, Commissioner? Cool water? <laughs> cool. Floyd, I can see you haven't the faintest idea what this pageant is all about. I just auditioned for Mr. Hoyland. He's the man who came out from Kansas City to stage the pageant. Yeah, he's quite a guy. Yeah? What do you know about him? I just know he's got his eye on me for the title role, that's all. You, Floyd? Did you go down and audition too? No, he come in for a shave, so I sung for him while he was in the chair. A singing barber. Yeah, regular figuero. That's me. <laughs> Lloyd, if you think you're set for the title role, you're mistaken. Well, yeah, I had him charmed, Commish. His whiskers come off like wet wallpaper. Lloyd, I'm going to sing the role of Captain Summer. Is that so? He even had me practice Captain Summer's song. In summer field I take my stand to live and die on this dear land. He had me sing that, too. You. Oh, here comes the judge. 
Yellow Horace. In Summerfield I take my stand to live and die in this dear land. <laughs> you too? What do you mean, me too, Gildy? I just auditioned for the part of Captain Otto K. Summer. You judge with that shiver in your voice, you don't sound like somebody who's on like a cold winter. Kamish thinks he's going to play the captain. You, Gildy, you're too big to play Captain Summer. But you might be his horse and let me ride you in piggyback. <laughs> Very funny, Judge. But I'm going to be Captain Summer. I'm going to be Captain Summer. I know I'm going to get the role. You... The pageant's going to be outdoors, and my voice carries. You can say that again. It never stops. <laughs> oh, balderdash. That's better than sounding like a bullfrog in a well. Who sounds like a bullfrog? The telephone. No, I, I'll answer it. I'll answer it. I pay the rent. Very well. You nosy old goat. Floyd's Barbershop's your nickel. Oh, hello, Marjorie. Yeah, he is. Commission, it's for you. For me? It's your niece. To Marjorie? Uh -huh. I wonder what she wants. Hello, my dear. Uncle Mort, I've been calling all over town for you. You yeah. have? Anything wrong? No, but a Mr. Hoyland phoned. Oh, yes. He's in charge of the centennial pageant. What did he want? Well, he wanted to contact you before you made any plans for this evening. He wants to come over and talk to you. He does? Well. He made it sound very important. You, it is important. It means I'm singing the title role. That's all. What's this, Gildy? Oh, good for you, Rocky. Yeah, thank you, my dear. Goodbye. Bye. Well, fellas, I guess you heard that. I heard it, but I can't believe it. <laughs> no, Floyd. There are plenty of parts in the pageant for everybody, and I'll see that you get one. I was certain I'd get that role. My voice carries so well. You don't feel badly, Judge. If you dye your hair and put a feather in it, you can be an Indian with Leroy. <laughs> I ain't going to be left out. What can I be, Commish? Floyd, you can put on one of your barber sheets and be the judge's teepee. Yeah. Gosh, Aunt, you mean you're going to be the big cheese of the whole pageant? Well, Leroy, why else would Mr. Hoyland of Kansas City be coming out to see me? Why shouldn't I be the big cheese? Yes, Leroy, why shouldn't he? Okay, so he's a big cheese. Excuse me. Yes, Bertie? How many cups of cocoa do you think you'll need tonight? Uh, you better make a pot full, Bertie. Yes, sir. Cocoa, Uncle? Yes, my dear. Mr. Hoyland arrives, I'm going to serve cocoa and crumpets. Crumpets? Well, tally-ho. <laughs> Leroy, that sort of thing impresses artistic people. And besides, the warm cocoa will keep me in good voice. No doubt you want to hear me sing. I sure hope you get your part, Mr. Gillsleeve. Yeah, thank you, Bert. Yes, sir. You're going to throw the book at him, Mr. Gillsleeve. Coco, Crockett, and Croonin. Yeah, I will, Bert. Yes, sir. That'll sort the lead part for you. Coco, Crockett, and Croonin. Yeah, that's the idea. Mr. Gillsleeve will get the leading part because he's throwing the book at him. Coco, Crockett, and Croonin. Yeah, all right, Bert. Mr. Gillsleeve, you know how you get the leading part? Yes. That's Bert. right. Coco, Crockett, and Croonin. <laughs> Bertie's awfully happy for you, Unky. Yeah, Bertie's a jewel. Now, that must be the guy at the door. I'll let him in. Not in that hop-along Cassidy sweatshirt, Leroy. You better come upstairs with me, Leroy. Heck no, I'm going to stay and watch. I've never seen anybody from Kansas City. 
Oh, my goodness. Upstairs, Leroy Scoot. Okay. Good evening, Mr. Gildersleeve. Well, hello, Mr. Hoyland. Come right in. Thank you. Thank you. It's a, it's a little chilly out. Yes. How about a cup of hot cocoa? Cocoa? You can enjoy cocoa and crumpets while I croon. <laughs> uh, thanks, Mr. Gildersleeve, but that isn't necessary. You know, Mr. Hoyland, I'll be happy to. I know, but the reason I came Excuse over... Me. Uh, Ready! Uh, just be seated by the piano, Mr. Hoyland. The cocoa will be right in. Well, uh, you, you see... must be rather fatigued after auditioning so many bad voices. As a matter of fact, I discovered one remarkably fine voice. Well, I've been singing for quite some time. Uh, yes, yes. Mr. Gildersleeve, uh, this may come as a complete surprise to you. No, but... the contrary. I expected it. <laughs> I see that now. Uh, Mr. Gildersleeve, the reason I'm here is... Uh... Excuse me. Bertie, you just put the cocoa on the coffee table. Yes, sir. Then I'll go get the trumpet. Good evening, Mr. Hoyle. Good evening. Yeah. Do you know Bertie? Oh, yes, indeed. Uh, she auditioned with members of the choir from her church. She did? Well, Bertie, you didn't tell me you auditioned? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> you have a lot of talent in your home, Mr. Gildersleeve. Yes, you have. Yes, thank you. Uh, Bertie, I uh, wonder if you'd mind singing that solo for me again. I'd be glad to if it's all right with Mr. Gildersleeve. Yes, certainly. Yes, indeed. You're right ahead. And then I'll sing. <laughs> I'll play for you, Bertie. Uh, thank you, sir. You wonder what's going on here. All right, Bertie. Go in the home, go in home. I'm a go in home. Quiet like some still day. I'm just go. It's not far, just close by, through an open door. Work all done, care by, want to fear no Father's waiting to Lots of folks gathered there All the friends I knew All the friends I knew I don't get it. 
Bertie has a good voice, but she couldn't possibly play Captain Otto K. Summer. Well, Mr. Gildersleeve, I just wanted to confirm what I felt all along. Oh? Bertie has a remarkably fine voice, and I'd like to arrange for her to study in Kansas City, if uh, she'd care to take advantage of it. Would you, Bertie? Oh, Mr. Wallen, I don't know what to say. I'm so excited. Wouldn't that cost a lot of money? Oh, don't worry about that. There's a foundation with money available to train talent such as yours. Oh, Mr. Gildersleeve. Ain't this wonderful? What do you think, Mr. Gildersleeve? You are, yes. You wonderful. Congratulations, Bertie. Thank you, sir. Bertie's going to study voice in Kansas City. My land. I bet them trumpets is burnt up here. Well, Mr. Gildersleeve, that's what I came here about. Yeah, I see. Even Mr. Hoyland. What about the role of Captain Otto K. Summers? Uh, that requires a good baritone. You bet. That's what I was telling Floyd and the judge. I mean, go right ahead. I interrupted you. You were speaking about a good baritone voice? Yes, I couldn't find one in Summerfield, so I'm singing Captain Summer myself. <laughs> what a sneaky way to get the leading role. The Great Gildersleeve will be back in just a moment. Here's some wonderful news for every one of you homemakers listening in. You'll never want ordinary sliced cheese again once you discover Kraft Deluxe Slices. Well, let's get back to the great Gildersleeve. One good thing came out of the auditions for the Summerfield Centennial. The impresario discovered Bertie. Now it's generally accepted that she'll go to Kansas City to study voice. What the great Gildersleeve finds difficult to accept is that he's losing his housekeeper. Three days ago, we had a housekeeper for life. Now we only have her for this evening. The heck with the house. I'm worried about the cooking. Leroy, you're always thinking about your stomach. I wonder what Bertie will have for our last dinner. Leftovers, I guess. She's been so busy packing all day. Yeah, Bertie's been pretty busy. But she's happy. That's the important thing. Gosh, I remember the good old days when Bertie used to come out of the kitchen carrying a big stack of waffles and a platter of bacon and eggs. Yeah, wonderful. Mm, and those swell apple pies with the big hunks of cheese. Yeah. Those big juicy pot roasts. Now all we got left is the pot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll miss her, my boy. Unc, you think she really wants to go? Well, Mr. Hoyland says it's a great opportunity for Bertie. And he wants her to start studying right away. And he's pretty persuasive. Why didn't he stay in Kansas City? The house will fall apart. Now, Leroy, Marjorie can take over. What good is she? She's going to have a baby. <laughs> well, you and Bronco and I will run the house. Oh, brother, it will fall apart. Unc. <laughs> hmm? Isn't that Bertie's train ticket up on the mantel? You know it is, Leroy. What if that ticket should disappear? Disappear? What if that ticket should fall into the fireplace? Accidentally. Leroy, how can you think of such a thing? Besides, there's no fire in the fireplace. Well, I could light the fire and you could push the ticket off. Leroy, I'm amazed at you. I wouldn't consider that. Still... I could light the fire and Leroy could push it off. No. 
I guess we're trapped, Tonk. Yeah, I guess so, my boy. Well, let's be big about it. I'm trying. Good boy. You think I'll go down to Peavy's and buy Bertie a nice going away gift? I think I'll go raid the icebox where there's still something in it. Hello, Peavy. Well, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. <laughs> what can I do for you this morning? Well, Bertie's leaving tonight, Peavy. Yes, so I hear. Well, I'd like to get her a going-away present. Very well. Something pretty nice, Pete. Yeah, how about this big vanity chest? It's the best in the house, Mr. Gildersleeve. Well, the best is none too good for Bertie. Just charge it. Very well. Uh, don't tell any of your friends, Mr. Gildersleeve, but since it's for Bertie, I'll give it to you wholesale. Well, thank you, Pete. The way I see it, a person going to the city to seek a career needs every advantage. You? You know, it brings to mind a young fellow who used to work for me. He went to Los Angeles to get on the radio. You did? He thought he had a voice like Nelson Eddy. But he didn't. He just had hair like him. <laughs> well, uh, did he get on the radio, Peavy? No, he's a singing car hop. Well, that doesn't sound like much of a career. Well, with that hair, he still might make it in television. Yo. You, why doesn't he give up and come back to work for you? Pride, Mr. Gildersleeve. When a person goes to the city and fails, it's hard to come back home. See? I hadn't thought of that. Of course, I'm not saying that's going to happen to Bertie, but... Well, if it should, it'd be a terrible thing, Peepy. It'd break her heart. I wonder if I shouldn't have a talk with her about that. Well, I'd hate to see a fine woman like Bertie stranded in the city. By George, it's my duty to have a talk with her. A lot of good voices would never get any place. Look at me. Yes. You know that with my voice, I could have had a musical career. Well, I wouldn't say that. Phoebe! You wonder why I didn't think of this before. It's my duty to point out to Bertie the pitfalls. It's a rocky road to success. Into that toilet. He's just thinking about a voice. I'm thinking about a human being. And this human being is a good cook. Bertie! I'm in the kitchen, Miss Gilsley. Yeah, I'll just put the bandage just behind this chair until I have a talk with her. I'd much rather give it to her as a stay-at-home present than a going-away present. Are you busy, Bertie? Just packing a lunch to eat on the train. Yeah. Bertie's going on the train to Kansas City. <laughs> uh, well, before you pack the lunch, Bertie, have you given this trip a lot of thought? Yes, sir. You're sure you're going to be happy? A lot of things can happen in that big city, Bertie. Yes, and Bertie's ready for him to happen. <laughs> you are? I got new suitcase, new shoes, new dress. Mr. Gilsleeve, you're looking at the new Bertie. Yeah, I know that, Bertie, but... Yes, sir, you're looking at the new Bertie. I got my ticket and I'm ready to roll. Well, that sounds nice, Bertie, but about a singing career... Ain't that wonderful, Mr. Gilsleeve? I got to pinch myself to see if it's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, Bertie... Of course, if you don't think I ought to go... Oh, no, Bertie, it isn't that. Then what was you going to say? Well, you, you... Step into the living room, Bertie. I want to give you your stay at home. I mean, your going away present. Oh. <laughs> 
my boy. We'll be ready to leave in a few minutes. Oh, Anki, wait till you see Birdie. She's stunning in that new dress. Oh? Yeah, I come. I hope I stun them in Kansas City. Well, I'm sure you will, Bertie. Gosh, Bertie, you sure look keen. <laughs> Thank you, Leroy. You'll write to Bertie, won't you? Oh, sure. Oh, we'll all write, Bertie. And after the baby comes, I'll send you pictures. Yes, ma'am. I sure won't see that baby. You sure you're going to be all right, Miss Marjorie? Oh, I'll be fine, Bertie. Well, what about little Leroy? Is he going to get enough to eat? You don't have to worry about that boy getting enough to eat. You just worry about yourself, Bertie. Yes, sir. Where's Mr. Bronco? I'd like to say goodbye to him. Well, he's working late, Bertie. He'll meet us at the train. Yes, ma'am. And... And... Well, it's still a little while for train time. Yeah. What do we do? You will just talk, Leroy. Well, why doesn't somebody say something? Uh, Bertie, you sure you have everything? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, how's the voice, Bertie? Oh, Mr. Gillespie, I've been so busy. I haven't had time to try today. And I have to sing that song for him when I get to Kansas City. Oh, would you like to run over it once, Bertie? Good idea. I would like to have you play it for me once more, Miss Marjorie. All right, Bertie. Go in. Home, going home. I'm going home. Quiet light, some still day. I'm just going home. It's not. What's the matter, Miss Marjorie? Something wrong? Why'd she stop playing? What's the matter, my dear? I'm sorry, Bertie. I, I got a little dizzy. I I guess I'd better go upstairs and lie down. Poor little girl. I'll help you upstairs, Miss Marjorie. Yeah, I'll take care of her. No, I'll help her, Unc. You and Bertie had better go. Oh, yes, Unky. You haven't much time. Well. Goodbye, Bertie. Goodbye, Miss Marjorie. Mr. Gilsey? Yes, Bertie? I ain't going. <laughs> no, Bertie. Marjorie will be all right. She'd be very unhappy if she thought you stayed because of her. You go and sing. I couldn't sing a lick. You what? Right? I, I got laryngitis. <laughs> oh, come now, Bert. Yes, I got laryngitis. I couldn't sing a lick. I, I'm staying in. I'm Mr. Gillsleeve. Well, you know we'd love to have you, but... And I'd love to stay. Excuse me, Mr. Gillsleeve. I got to eat some water from my laryngitis. You're all right, Bertie. Yeah, I wonder if Bertie's doing the right thing. Thing that'll make her happy. Stay in the home, stay in the home. Little laryngitis. She's singing like a bird. Well, she's happy. What a fine woman. Great Gildersleeve will be right back.
Ashley, what can I do for you this morning? Yeah, good news, Pete. Oh? Yep. Bertie didn't go to Kansas City after all. He couldn't leave the little family. My, my. I presume you'll want to return the vanity case. Oh, no. No, I said I'd rather give it to her as a staying-at-home present. And I did. I'm no cheapskate, Pete. Yeah, I'm glad of that. You are? You see, I sold that to you wholesale because it was a going-away present. Yes, but... Now that it's staying in town, I'll have to charge it a retail price. Oh. <laughs> Peavy. I'll just put it on your bill. Oh, well. What the heck? We still have Bertie. <laughs> is played by Willard Waterman. The show is written by Paul West, John Elliott, and Andy White, with music by Robert Armbruster. Included in the cast are Walter Tetley, Mary Lee Robb, Lillian Randolph, Ted Von Elts, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Ross, and Dick Legrand. This is John Heaston saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company, makers of the famous line of Kraft quality foods. Be sure to listen in next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the further adventures of the great Gildersleeve. Hey, this is me again, folks. Before we say goodnight, I'd like to remind all of you how important it is that we attend and support the church of our choice. Especially right now, when certain forces around the world are trying to destroy the rights of mankind to his faith in God. Our churches are a vital part of our way of life. So go to church this week and take the little family. Good night, everybody. Here comes that humble host on NBC. From November 15th, 1950, they have the great Gildersleeve here on Sounds Like Radio. Yeah, Gildersleeve almost had himself a big surprise. And Bertie, she was on her way to the big time. The stars and the lights and the excitement of showbiz. Well, but alas, Bertie decided to stay there where she belongs with Gildersleeve's family and take care of the little family, which I like. Thank you, Bertie, for that decision. Besides, I don't think Bertie would have liked the, the bright lights anyway, you know. She likes sort of cooking and doing things to people. But Bertie, you made the right decision that singing laugh just wouldn't be your life. Well, I know whose life it is, though. <laughs> yeah, well, another guy whose life it is is Dean Martin, he chose that life to sing, and he loved it, too. In fact, Dean Martin has a, a vision in mind, a vision that is pretty as a picture. Here is Dean Martin and Pretty as a Picture. This is a nice song. You're on Sounds Like Radio. Take it, Dean. You're as pretty as a picture in your brand new evening. 
With your eyes I see That starlight of old With that smile A little bold What a lovely, lovely picture You're my treasured work of art And I'll always keep your picture Locked in a room in my heart You're as pretty as a picture In your brand new evening gown In your eyes I see that starlight of old With that smile My treasured work of art And I'll always keep your picture Locked in a room Sort of turned into a barbershop quartet there. Dean Martin doing a very nice version of Pretty as a Picture. Yeah, I like that. Well, you know something else that's pretty as a picture? It's Petula Clark. Yeah. Now there's a sweet-looking woman. Yeah, she sang a neat song, and I liked it. I like to hear it now, and that means I'd like to play it for you. Here is the great Petula Clark to sing... This is my song. This is nice. Sing it, Petula. Sing it out loud. Why is my heart so light? Why are the stars so bright? Why is the sky so blue since the hour I met you? Flowers are smiling bright, smiling for our delight, smiling so tenderly for the world, you and me. Eternity
Tula Clark and love this is my song. Hey, who's talking? Uh, he's quiet now. <laughs> hey, I, I, I kind of am curious as to know what it was he just said. Let's hear that. A ruby dooby doo. Oh, <laughs> all right. Thanks for coming back to say that. I, I really, <laughs> I really appreciate it. We couldn't have done the show without you, buddy. Uh, Ruby Dooby Doo to you too. And that was Petula Clark. We heard that before that guy started Ruby Doobin. And uh, we heard This Is My Song from Petula. And now, you know, earlier today we played a bonus song for you with Bob Hope, Peggy Lee, and our house singer Bing Crosby. But that wasn't enough. Our house singer would like to sing a song all by himself. And so we said, Sure, Bing, here is the great Bing Crosby. And they didn't. Believe me. Yeah. Bing tried to convince them. Mm-mm. They just wouldn't believe him. Yeah. Bing, he's going to tell you all about it. Tell us, Bing. They didn't believe you, yeah. And when I told them how beautiful you are, they didn't believe me. They didn't. Your lips, your eyes, your cheeks, your hair Are in a class beyond compare You're the loveliest girl that one can see And when I tell them And I certainly am gonna tell them That I'm the man This great big world you've chosen me.
take it too seriously because because i believe you yeah i believe you bing they didn't believe me they didn't believe me the great bing crosby hmm. just love listening to that guy sing ba 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 boom ba 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 that's right you just heard bing you don't need to hear me <laughs> oh well anyway we hope you enjoyed today's Sounds like radio show. We just heard a great Gillisleeve from November 15th of 1950, and we heard some of the finest selection of music that I know of. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did playing it for you. Until next time, then, I am your humble host for Sounds Like Radio saying so long for now. Goodbye, everybody, and thank you for listening. <laughs>